Namaste. Prayers and Meditations Today we take up a prayer dated May 22nd, 1914. So, there is in life a mystic interchange which takes place behind the scenes because all life is one. We think we are all separate containers but we are porous containers, so to say. So, all the time... Out of us, energy, consciousness, thoughts, feelings are going into the mass and we are also receiving. Whatever we release, we receive because it comes back full circle and it also means that there is a predilection. So the kind of thoughts we have are the kind of thoughts we also begin to receive or that states of consciousness. In yoga, this this is a horizontal commerce that goes on. So, energy is released, get circulated, come back. Energy released, go back and come back. And it takes place at several levels. There is a physical interchange between people who live very closely, physically, intimately. So, when people live in the same house, when they are in the same room, when they sleep on the same bed together, then there is a tremendous interchange that takes place because right the matter is coming into contact with another matter and imprints on matter are very very strong they are not you know at least for one life they are very strong imprints and that's why one is uh, advised in all spiritual practices to be careful people with whom you are going to spend your life and uh, in olden times the way was um, that you know you have a ashram, so there is only one person with whom you are coming in very close physical contact. That's how the concept of family. Because people with whom you live physically, you start growing into the likeness of each other. Not just inwardly, even the faces begin to resemble. If you really, it's a known thing, some people, you will see that husband and wife, their faces begin to resemble each other. Because of this kind of closeness. So physical interchange is one kind of thing. Now this is only to understand that, you know, when we have a certain kind of interchange with people, we should know that knowingly and knowingly we are just uh, getting into their uh, vibrations and we are, now it's not about good and bad, it's just to understand this knowledge. Good and bad depends upon what perspective we take and what is our journey and what is our goal. If you want to remain what we are, it's perfectly fine. Animals live together like that as, you know, flock of sheep and herds. So it's it's okay. Then there's another interchange which takes place at a vital level in which all the vital forces of desires, hopes, fears, ambitions, attractions, repulsions, all these are circulating, catching, coming. They are like, you know, things thrown out. If you have the occult vision, you will see attractions are like literally... You know, things which go out, thrown, catch and bring. It's like, have you seen that plant which throws, you know, tentacles and catches an insect? And there is a tree which actually if you go near the tree, it uh, grows tendrils and catches you and crushes you to death. <laughs> you can't get released. So it's like that. Actually, you know, it's a very subtle thing. It's a interchange which goes on in life with all kinds of things. Smile, gestures, what is called as hava-bhav, this... I am not saying anything which is mine. It's a knowledge which is, uh, you can testify to it and Sri has spoken about it. These are all mystic interchanges or rather occult interchanges will take place. This not that you, uh, we shut ourselves into an ivory tower. This is just to understand how life operates. Just an understanding. Then there is a mental interchange. So there are people with whom we discuss, animated discussions. So we take on their, have you ever experienced that when somebody is very angry and you are in a good state and the anger is between that person and someone else. You go near and you catch the anger. 
देर इज अ वेरी नाइस हिंदी फ्रेज फॉर इट कोयले की दलाली में हाथ काला इफ समबडी इज डीलिंग विथ कोल एंड इफ यू गो देर एंड से ओके आई टेल यू वट रेट्स आर बेटर यू हैव नथिंग टू डू विद इट बट यू स्टार्ट डूइंग इट यू आर जस्ट अ मिडिल मैन एंड यू एक्चुअली स्मज योर हैंड सो इट हैव सिमिलरली कंपनी ऑफ पीपल हु आर अफ्रेड इट विल ब्रिंग फियर इन टू योर माइंड unless we are very strongly individualized if you are very strongly individualized then it's a different matter altogether but in yoga this interchange is no more at a horizontal level it's in vertical interchange so what is the vertical interchange now this interchange is profit and gain profit and uh, gain and loss gain gain and loss you gain few things you lose few things it's going on obviously if you are a more developed person and having a interchange with somebody who is much less developed then you are at a loss much loss but in yoga the interchange is the other way around and there it is very simple you are you are in a win win situation not that it should be done for this purpose and if there is anybody who is at a loss loss situation is is god but this is a play he started with self loss <laughs> so he said i'll have the play but i'll lose myself so he can't help it so this mystic interchange means that we invoke the divine presence the divine presence comes and it starts working in our consciousness meaning thereby that what happens to god is his side of the story but suddenly we begin to become divinized because his consciousness begins to enter and start working upon our brain our heart our you know liver and kidneys everything the stomach the abdomen and and the limbs everywhere because this is how it operates now matter is generally the fortress of the hostile so it doesn't easily change but the process of yoga is the same so every time we read mother and shurbindo what what are we doing actually we are the whole eyes brain all these things and from the brain everywhere else so what we are doing we are entering into a mystic interchange with the divine in fact any uplifting spiritual literature but mother and shubhendra because consciously they spoke about the physical transformation worked upon it so in their consciousness their consciousness by its very nature if you may say so is a consciousness which turns towards life to divinize it unlike there are mystic literature which if you read you develop the sense of otherworldliness i remember reading gospel of sri ramakrishna i was mentioning wonderful book one of the most wonderful books i have read but you start feeling at the end of it so otherworldly you just feel that you know all this nonsense just love of god is wonderful and there is a power in it why because it's about somebody who in his love for god was ecstatic but his body couldn't bear it but here shubhendra and the mother they their consciousness is a consciousness which combines the higher and the material reality so when we open to mother and shubhendra that consciousness begins to work upon us so by invoking them by aspiring for them by calling mother's name by reading their works by through savitri through prayers and meditation there is one an atmosphere around us of their reality and it's a tremendous power we may not uh, know it but i can tell you that just keeping the book savitri i know of people and uh, my own experience also about this that if you just keep savitri by your side nothing you have not read it you don't understand it but i can tell you that you know all these forces will think 100 times before coming near they just won't come near it has such a power and i'm not saying this just to turn it into a belief system please try it and see it they it is so powerful just keeping savitri by your side 
whenever there is a kind of you know fear attacking you just keep savitri on your chest and you see how it vanishes i am not even speaking of reading what reading can do is a much greater thing we may not realize for us it's a book but for the forces they know it's not a book it reminds me of one little incidents after which we'll read the prayer somebody had gone to a jyotishi astrologer carrying shubhendu's book the mother in his hand so it's a wonderful book and but this astrologer had this intuitive faculty and he saw the book and he said oh bhagwaner boy he didn't know about shurbindo but he understood that this book is not an ordinary book this book is god's book so there are people who can see it with that in that vision and there are so many examples so just carrying mother and shurbindo not just picture and blessing packet of course but just a book it is so beautiful and again and again please don't turn it into a you know religious belief system not that it matters these are all ways of looking at it but then well it this belief system is better than the vaccine belief system at least it is something which is substantial and of a different order of reality so we'll read something about this kind of invocation and we must also understand what is this work that is going on in shurbindo's yoga the work that is because people suddenly you know what is mother doing people are dying and mother is here to give a permanent remedy enough of those half way homes of the spirit that you know i pray and i become all right and oh such a grace my child has to get admission and gets admission oh wonderful grace i put money in the stock market and pray to god and the stock market you know blooms booms whatever it is and i say see god's grace is with me somebody is crashed by the way because of god's grace upon you <laughs> it's not about that that's not how the divine plays the game divine is playing the game with only one intention it is to divinize matter for which human beings are the intermediary and if he sometimes seems to succumb to our wishes or grant our wishes it's only so that he we draw nearer and nearer he too plays the bait game so you want to you know you want to be baited so sometimes this is okay so you say god give me money is okay god my child okay god my grandchild now then it becomes you know how long you'll be just child grandchild <laughs> but he starts with the bait game arth artharthi after some time you say who is this guy who is always looking after me and listening to me with this intention he sometimes grants us the inferior play this is the inferior play he is not here for wish fulfillment he is not here for just you know saving us every time that is yes but that's not his ultimate job description that's only a part time job of god <laughs> because if this was his only job then nobody would ever die there is some other job which is his main job description and that is to divinize clay and for which man is an intermediary so this pray like uh, prayer like many of the prayers of the mother you see are so beautiful when we have may 22nd 1914 when we have discerned successively what is real from what is unreal in all the states of being and all the worlds of life when we have arrived at the perfect and integral certitude of the soul reality so the first step is to successively discern kain upanishad how to discern we start with saying this this is not me this aggregate of matter this little surface personality 
about which we keep saying jai ho jai ho at least in india one thing good is that you know we keep saying jai ram ji ki jai ma that jai is only belongs to <laughs> though it's a different thing after saying that next we want hamari jai ho and if god helps us in our jai then we say god if there is parajay we say what kind of god you know that beautiful experience of niroddha he was playing against an opponent and he asked shurbindo lord i want your blessings shurbindo smiled give me your force he smiled but he lost the game <laughs> he came and complained to shurbindo shurbindo said what to do your opponent prayed to mother and who is mother she is my force if you pray only to me you will receive 25% shurbindo's words but if you pray to the mother you will receive 100% so this was his way humorous way of reminding us that look you know turn to her she is the one <laughs> so she is showing us the way first step is discern don't start by saying all is god all is god very confusing all is god i have stolen somebody it's not me my hand has stolen <laughs> then you will be one day caught in saudi arabia where they'll chop off the hand then don't say that you know i am being chopped if you call god why are you allowing me to go through this he said no you not you my child it's only your hand which is being chopped <laughs> so we should not play that kind of a game with god we should say that to start with this body is not me this life is not me there is a life behind this life that is the true reality mother's prayer you who are the life of my life the light of my intelligence oh i am very intelligent but god you are there when i have a problem please solve it for me no we have to live with this idea all intelligence is nothing but not even a ray a particle of light from her life you are my life and what is this life this is a frontal manifestation of the life which is behind life what is this body it's a little projection in time and space of one body the cosmic body of the lord the virat purusha so first is to discern first step ken upanishad yan mansana manute yena hur manomatang tadeva brahmantvam viddhi nedam yadidam upasate that which the mind cannot know but that by which the mind is known know that to be the brahman and not this that men seek hereafter shubindu speaks of this that ken upanishad is the first step it's like up to graduation you will go with that if you want to do post graduation then comes isha upanishad so first step is successively discern what is real from not real and all this is practice not like getting into arguments oh but you know this is also real my senses normally people don't use the word senses no but how can we then keep debating for a whole lifetime are this is reality of the senses senses have constituted what is meant by the real is the soul reality there are constructs of reality like a mind constructs realities opinions view points imagination when our imagination constructs a reality and gets trapped into it is it real or unreal somebody who doesn't have the same imagination will say you are imagining but the person will say but i have seen the bhoot <laughs> it is real for that person so when we get into these debates a simple answer is reality is multi layered but all this is not the sole reality they are all projections which are constantly changing illusion in the sense they are distortions not non reality so we must understand that they are constructs constructed reality and if we want to live in that our choice 
then it's not yoga. We can live forever in the sensory reality regarding that as the only reality. And even the scientists know that sensory reality is just a construct. So she says, first step is to discern what is real from what is unreal in all the states of being. In physical body, in life, all the levels of life, in mind, in thought, everything. Till we arrive at the perfect and integral certitude of the soul reality. Integral certitude. At every level it is that reality. Not, uh, you know, just a cut-off certitude. Everything in this creation is held by that reality, which is the utter, you know, ultimate reality. That's why Nikkei Upanishad doesn't stop only with the mind. It says, that which the eyes see not, but that with which the eyes can see, that which the ears cannot hear, but that by which the ears can hear. So you see, there is an integral reality. It's not just a reality which is cut off from this world. Then what do we do after that? First step. After we have arrived at this, we must turn our gaze from the heights of this supreme consciousness towards the individual aggregate which serves as the immediate instrument of thy manifestation upon earth and see in it nothing but thee, our sole real existence. Look at the next step. So practical it is. First find the integral reality of the divine, the sole integral reality. Then look upon the body. Not that it is me. It's not me because I have discovered me is who? There is only one I and we are waves of that I. Then turn our gaze. What is this body? This is an individual aggregate which you have created for your work, your manifestation. So that is the next step. And what is it? You are the one who is this with all the various dresses you have worn. There I see you in your splendor. Here you are clothed. So many clothes you are wearing. Thus... And see in it nothing but thee, our sole real existence. Thus each atom of this aggregate will be awakened to receive thy sublime influence. And when we thus see, then the yoga of transformation starts. That's why Shubhindu says, our yoga starts where other yogas end. First, finding the divine is the first very thing. We can't start by saying, all is God, all is God. So everything that we do is God. That's... It's almost like a child in nursery saying that, you know, I have seen uh, A for aeroplane. So I can now I am expert at, you know, flying an aeroplane. No, you don't even know what is an aeroplane. You know, first time when you had seen the aeroplane, remember old times when people saw from the ground and saw aeroplane and what it looked like, it's so small. And then first I remember the aha moment. So going, you know, Patna airport, there used to be, first time I saw three aircrafts on the train, much later. I didn't know that time that it will be Air Force, I'll join. So when I saw, I said, oh, this is so big. But still it was like, you know, that small thing has become, creature has become so big. But when you actually sit inside it, then it's a different thing. So God is also like that. From afar, from near, from actually entering. So we should try to enter. From afar is like a, God is some kind of book we have read. Go and see him from near. Wonderful it is. And then sit inside. Most comforting. Nestle into his arms. So this way when you see from there this body that looks or this individual aggregate. 
then it begins to become awakened to thy sublime influence. The ignorance and the darkness will disappear not only from the central consciousness of the being, but also from its most external mode of expression. That's what this yoga is about. It's not enough that inwardly I know God, but in all my life, that's the old yoga, where it didn't matter what you do, how you think, how you speak. Why? Because you have realized the self. And therefore you are egoless free. After that you say, but why the food has less salt in it? And why you are being so harsh to me? That is the old yoga. You realize the self, the rest doesn't matter. But in this yoga, this too must change. So every expression should be perfect. Be it speech, be it gesture, be it attitudes towards life, be it the very bodily movement, the body should spontaneously repel illness. It should reach that point. It doesn't even have to think and try anything. Illness enters, the body spontaneously repels. Because, you know, that's the kind of power which is within it and it has to be awakened. And all these challenges are meant to do that. So not only within, but even in the external mode of expression. It is only by the fulfillment, by the perfection of this labor of transfiguration. It's a long process. Why? Because it's not just one. When you look at this aggregate, Mind, space, life space, heart space, physical space, each cell. It's a big labor. To realize the divine in the central consciousness is the easy part. In fact, in this yoga it takes place actually relatively much more easily. Because after that you have to start the real thing, no? <laughs> so, that is hardly any labor because he is right there. It is already there. Divine is right there. How Shubhindu says in one of his simple letters, a veil behind the heart, a lid above the head. That parts us from, divides us from the divine. So what is to be done, sir, about it? Love and devotion rend the veil. In the mind, silence, the lid thins out and vanishes. So very simple, two things we have to do. Love and devotion for the Lord and quiet of the mind, quietude of the mind. Then it will, all is God. That wonderful splendor, it's not a difficult thing. I mean, compared to human life, you spend so many 20 years, people spend earning money after which they realize they can't spend it because they have all the ITs. So, but finding God means forever, it is something permanent. So, the first step is to find Him. But after that, not that I live in this, turn toward this aggregate. It is only by the fulfillment, by the perfection of this labor of transfiguration. That is a labor, real labor, exacting labor, painstaking labor. That there can be manifested the plenitude of thy presence, thy light and thy love. Which is what is the goal of this yoga. To manifest. This whole yoga is about manifestation. But manifest what? Even now there is manifestation, but an ignorant manifestation. We can manifest only what we are within. And we can enjoy only that which we are within. This is the law of life. So when mother was asked about love of different kinds, she gave it several definitions. But she said, it is childishly simple. If you have the consciousness of the animal, your love will be like an animal's. If you have the consciousness of a human being, your love will be like a human being's love. If your consciousness is like a God, your love will be like a God. And of course, if your consciousness is like the divine, then the love will be like divine. She says it's childishly simple. 
change your consciousness, everything that flows will be expression of that. So ultimately it is that which matters, this change of consciousness which yoga wants and then to let it flow into life. Lord, Thou makest me understand this truth ever more clearly. Lead me step by step on that path. So simple life can be. Acha, how to do now next step? Where should I read? I don't know how to read. Life divine is very complicated. Simple. Say, Ma, lead me. Do we really believe that she won't listen? We have put barriers between us and her. Just to say, Ma, just take me step by step. Surely she will take. She is more keen, more than us. That's how Shobinda says it's the truth of mystic experience. She will 10,000 times come because this is what is what she wants. Ma, take me from step to step. She will come, hold our hands. She will take us. Sometimes we may not realize because we don't even understand her ways. So we may think, Mother, I asked you to take, yes, 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 I am taking you. But Mother, this scene, don't worry. <laughs> That's my way. Now it's no more your way. We are used to that in life, no? My way or highway. <laughs> With God, every way is His way. Not highway, but His way. So He says, I'll take you. So that's how she will lead us step by step. The step by step on that path is not she will suddenly appear and say sit for meditation two hours a day in this posture. That's not. Every activity of life Shobindo describes this no, in synthesis. Every little event and circumstance everything in life will become a means to open that bud and let it bloom. This is how the divine operates. Integrally. Not like okay when he is meditating then I will come and teach him how to meditate. Every little thing he will be there. Let every obstacle, my whole being down to its smallest atom aspires for the perfect knowledge of thy presence and a complete union with it. This is the aspiration, right down to the atom, cells. At least we can do till the organs, <laughs> at least the body consciousness, the Vedic Rishis did till there. We can aspire for that. Let this body be flooded and filled with thy light, thy peace into the cells, push it into every organ, whichever is paining, aching, into the cells, into every atom of existence. Let every obstacle disappear. Let thy divine knowledge replace in every part the darkness of thy ignorance. A wonderful aspiration when you read the mother. It's not like inside I have realized God, but all this is all, you know, Somebody else has to tell me. He is the all-knower. He knows everything about everything. That is how the Upanishad describes him. Yasmin Vigyate Vigyati Sarvam. By knowing him, one can know about everything. And so when we hand over that in the least atom, I want your knowledge to replace the ignorance. So there is freedom from all error. Even as thou hast illumined the central consciousness, the will in the being... Enlightened to this outermost substance. This is how the yoga of has given us all the key to the transformation process. Outermost. So that means when we will enter into these domains, consciousness will go there, invoke there. And let the whole individuality from its first origin and essence 
to its last projection first origin and its essence is divine we all know that so how must be but that knowledge is not enough from its first origin and essence to its outermost projection which is what we identify with and think this is me from its first origin and essence to its last projection and most material body be unified in a perfect realization of thy soul reality this is the only task worth doing because this is the only ultimate solution and remedy to all these physical problems psychological problems not that you know little little uh, we do patchwork if you have depression do these things that is but if the consciousness changes there should be no possibility when you have you know now we see all kinds of remedies for physical body okay they are all temporary things you want you have faith in kada take kada if you have faith in vaccine take the vaccine whatever that but what is the ultimate remedy at least there should be some people speaking about it i was having this little chat with someone here and the person was saying that no but you know these things uh, yes ultimately fear is the one and we should uh, you know fear one must get rid of it but it's not easy i said yes but this precisely what we are here to do and try it doesn't matter whether we succeed or not at least one place should become a beacon light that this is how we try it whether we succeed or fail doesn't matter at least there will be a collective effort buried in centuries for centuries in time which will awaken so many persons that there was a place where people like that famous shangrila worked towards a new approach to life as the mother said we are not here to do what others can others are doing we are here to do what others cannot do because they do not know how to do it so if we go the same old road so this is what i was saying yes i agree it's not easy none of this is easy nothing is easy life is not easy breathing with a mask is not easy standing in line to take a vaccine is not easy what is easy so let us do anyways the thing we are meant here to do if one succeeds or doesn't succeed it's the divine's lookout but at the end when we leave this earth we'll feel happy that we tried something which seemed impossible what else is worthy of the effort of mother's child not something else which like preserving life like everybody else that's not worthy of our manhood our divine manhood if we are really in our consciousness we know we are mother's child we should try something which has never been done before that is the challenge before us so look at the way she is showing us nothing is in the universe but thy life thy light thy love this is the consciousness of a yogin <laughs> not the other kind i keep speaking about harina kashyap's gospel and prahlad's gospel nothing but to see the divine behind everything that is the ultimate spirituality there is a kind of consciousness in which all the occult realms can be annulled it doesn't matter asura dark bright nothing there is god behind everything and that has a power because <laughs> just imagine <laughs> imagine there is a dark asuric being behind all this and you have said god is behind now if it turns his head and says my god jagat janani is standing behind me he will run away for his life he will run away for his life because he will be surprised and shocked <laughs> and if he tries to threaten you smile he'll say how come you are smiling he says you don't see 
यू डोंट सी हु इज स्टैंडिंग बिहाइंड यू हु इज स्टैंडिंग बिहाइंड मी आई एम गॉड अरे जरा पीछे तो मुड़ के देख ले एंड इफ इट डजेंट शी विल जेंटली टैप द शोल्डर ए गाय दिस माई माई चाइल्ड एंड देन यू से पीछे कौन है This is the consciousness we should live in. If you really, there is nothing but thy life. What is life and death? They are two modes of one life. Life and death are not opposites. They are two modes of one life. When we are awake in the body, we call it life. When we are awake in the other realms and the form is gone, we call it death. But what is it? It is waking up to other layers of life. this doesn't mean that we should throw the form that we know that you know work is on the form but there is no death if we see from spiritual perspective there is no death tell the fellow that you don't exist <laughs> so he'll say yeah i know there is a very interesting experience of mother in agenda where she speaks about what is death all these phantom parts different different there is no death it's man's consciousness that it given it such a great reality huge He has become fat fellow because we have oh there is death there is death yehi satya hai I keep reading this you know ultimate truth is death anyways after death they at least say Ram Nam satya hai if only they said it while living probably they will not need to <laughs> so this is the whole process which he is revealing to us nothing is in the universe but thy life thy light. thy love let everything become resplendent and transfigured by the knowledge of thy truth thy divine love floods my being thy supreme light is shining in every cell all exults because it knows thee and because it is one with thee everything is capable of uniting with the divine and must unite with the divine and this is the only effort that is worthy of our manhood i'll close with these last three lines nothing is in the universe but thy life thy light thy love let everything become resplendent and transfigured by the knowledge of thy truth thy divine love floods my being thy supreme light is shining in every cell all exults because it knows thee and because it is one with thee